Welcome back to the Homemakers in Business podcast. You're listening to episode number 26, Five Reasons People Leave Your Website and How to Fix It. This episode is for you if you're struggling with a high bounce rate, low conversion rate, and lack of ideal clients inquiring with you. I'm not just listing out the issues and leaving you hanging. I tell you how to fix each problem with multiple solutions and plenty of additional resources are available to you in the blog post that's ready for you to access in the show notes. Before we get going, I did want to ask a quick favor of you. If you get any value out of this podcast, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and a short little review on Apple Podcasts? I'd love to know what you love about Homemakers in Business so I can create more of that content for you. We're quickly approaching my one-year podcast anniversary, and one of my goals for the coming year is to actually start asking for reviews to help grow the show. So here I am doing that. You surely hear this on every podcast you listen to, but ratings and reviews truly are detrimental to the growth and success of podcasts. I'd seriously appreciate it so, so much. Thanks in advance, friend. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Homemakers and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Duke. I'm a dedicated wife, homesteader, and brand and website designer here to encourage fellow legacy-minded homemakers on their entrepreneurial journey. In this podcast, we're not just talking business. We're exploring the art of blending homemaking and entrepreneurship. From candid chats with other homemakers in business to motivating solo episodes, each week you'll find something to inspire you along your way to building a business that truly aligns with your values and dreams. Whether you're stepping into the world of entrepreneurship for the first time or are a seasoned business owner, you're in good company. Expect real conversations, actionable advice, and a friendly space where you're not just a listener, but a member of our supportive community. By the end of each episode, you'll be inspired, encouraged, and empowered to step confidently toward your life and business goals. So grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. People are more likely to leave a website with bad design, but what exactly constitutes bad website design? Today, we'll be exploring that and how to fix it. Even if your brand style is not what you would call modern, your website experience should be. If your website doesn't meet the standards your users expect, they'll bolt pretty quickly. User experience is the priority always. Website design is not just about aesthetics. It has more to do with functionality now than ever before. And did you know that 42% of people will leave a website due to poor functionality? It's true. If a user is overwhelmed by the content on a web page, they'll quickly click that back button. There are three main factors that may be at play in an outdated website design. Number one, flash animations. Two, automated music, sounds, or videos. Three, overused stock photos. So flash animations were extremely popular in the early 2000s website design. It was a multimedia software platform used to play like complicated animations, audio and video and other applications on the web. If you're unfamiliar with it or you just want to kick a nostalgia, examples of flash websites, quote unquote, can be seen on the Web Design Museum website, which, by the way, makes me feel really old. Flash, though, was owned by Adobe and discontinued in December of 2020. It's unlikely that you are currently using Flash on your website, but if you are, you can simply uninstall it and begin using modern web design practices. Hand-in-hand with Flash animations, websites that automatically play music, sounds, or videos are utilizing outdated methods from the MySpace era. 
If music or a video starts blaring from a web page, most users are going to close the tab rather than search for where to turn off the sound. This increases your bounce rate astronomically. You don't want your website visitors to instantly be annoyed, confused, or unpleasantly surprised by unexpected sounds. To avoid this, you can simply remove all music and audio files from your website and change video settings to only play when a user clicks the play button, putting them back in control. This isn't to say you shouldn't have video on your website because you absolutely should. Embedding YouTube, Vimeo, or even TikTok videos on your website is great for keeping users on your website longer. This tells search engines like Google that your website is valuable and therefore your website will rank higher in search results. Now, stock photos can be a convenient and useful addition to your website. However, many businesses take it so far that they aren't using any custom photography and are overusing cliche stock photos that every business has access to. By cliche, you know what I'm talking about. The professional handshake, the call center representative, the desk flat lay, the group of overly happy friends. This type of stock photography is cliche in a bad way, overused, outdated, fake, and inauthentic. It makes your brand look cheap, especially if you're using a lot of it. Luckily, you can avoid this pitfall in a few ways. One, paid stock photography. Two, peruse your camera roll. Three, friends and family. And four, brand photo shoots. Now, paid stock photography is obviously an expense, but a worthy one if having more exclusive imagery is important to your brand. Paid stock photography will typically include more diversity, better camera angles, higher quality editing, and multiple images from the same photo shoot. If you're in business, it's highly probable that you have a smartphone, which has a camera, with probably thousands of photos on it. You can utilize this as a custom bank of stock photography, quote unquote, for social media, blog posts, emails, and whatever else you need it for. However, I wouldn't recommend lower quality phone photos for your website, but as supplementary photography, it's a goldmine. You're not the only one with a camera roll full of years worth of photos and videos. If you're looking for a specific composition or subject matter, why not ask your closest friends and family if they'd be willing to share their photos with you? I'm not saying to ask anyone and everyone for free photography, especially if they're a professional photographer. Please don't do that. But your aunt that has a Facebook album for every holiday, vacation, and football game might be generous enough to give you some images to use on your blog. Now, the best case scenario would be to have a photo vault full of custom brand photography. With the help of a creative photographer, you can develop a photography bank full of custom storytelling imagery that does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. These photos will be completely unique to your brand, incorporating your brand colors, important props, and expressing your unique selling points. Stock photography, paid or not, simply cannot do that. Now let's segue into talking about accessibility. According to HubSpot, web accessibility is the practice of making websites usable for all visitors, including those with disabilities, impairments, and limitations. Web accessibility involves following certain design principles, which ensure that people who uh, experience difficulties or limitations have the same or at least a similar experience as those who do not. This ensures your content is accessible for every user. One of my guiding principles as a designer is that clear is kind. This is especially true when it comes to website accessibility. You simply cannot know the limitations of a website visitor, and the kind thing to do is to prepare your website to meet their needs as well as you can. 
Thankfully, there are a load of tools available to help you make your website more accessible. A few key areas to consider when assessing your website's accessibility include image alt text, color contrast, video captions, and form design. Now, alt text is short for alternative text. This is an important feature for people who are blind or otherwise visually impaired. Alt text allows screen reading tools to describe the image to the user. It should be descriptive, but to the point, and convey the purpose of the image in context to the surrounding content. There are several types of color contrast to be aware of. For instance, website visitors who are colorblind require the contrast to be a certain ratio for small text and large text. There are several tools out there to check color contrast ratios and colorblindness accessibility. My current go-to is Adobe Color, which is linked in the show notes, by the way. Most online video players have an automatic caption feature users can switch on or off now. However, it is good practice to just check your videos before publishing them to your website. You may also have several embedded forms on your website. Online applications, contact forms, and email marketing sign-up forms are the most common. These forms need to be designed in a way that are crystal clear to understand and use. Utilize placeholder labels in form fields, write clear instructions, and have error indicators turned on to alert users if a form field is missing. Another reason people might be leaving your website is the navigation structure is unclear. So good website navigation is paramount to a seamless user experience. It helps users find what they're looking for quickly and easily, keeps them on your site longer, and helps them explore your site fully. So good website navigation positively affects user satisfaction, SEO results, and conversion rates, which is the ultimate goal, am I right? Now, when we talk about website navigation, we're primarily talking about menus. You have the main menu, which is typically at the top of a website that may be sticky, so it follows you down the page, or it may just scroll all the way to the top. Then you also have a footer menu at the very bottom and a hamburger menu for mobile-only devices. So here are a few tips to help you create clear navigation menus on your website. Number one, keep it simple and be predictable using clear labels. Do not be cutesy with your wording. For example, use blog instead of journal and about instead of meet the artist. Two, be consistent with your wording, your color choice and font choice. This is true of every part of your website, but is especially important for navigation menus. Number three, Nix the home button and simply link your logo to the home page. This is standard practice. Most people know to click the logo to go back to the home page. Then number four, use all three main navigation menus, main, footer, and mobile. Your main menu should contain no more than eight links. Your footer menu can be a bit more robust, including uh, like page links that don't fit in your main menu. And your mobile navigation should be a collapsible hamburger menu. Number five, Include a call to action, a CTA, in the main navigation. For example, book today, start your project, join us. This CTA can be more descriptive and engaging than your other navigation links. And number six, do not put social icons in your main navigation. You worked hard to get people on your website. Don't give them a quick out. You can include social icons in your footer menu. All right, the next reason people might be leaving your website is it lacks personality. So according to a study done by Adobe, 63% of people worked on their laptop while also watching TV. 
This means you are fighting to grab and keep people's attention, even when they're specifically researching your service or product. I love this analogy from Adobe study. It says the best chocolate in the world might be passed over if it's in a plain paper wrapping. The same is true with your content and experiences. The design matters more than ever. Now, this study also concluded that there are five main areas for creating content, whether that's website content or social content that satisfies consumers. Content must display well, hold attention, appeal to customers' design sensibilities, personalize their interests, and work across multiple devices. All of these points focus on one thing, personalized experience. Consumers want to be catered to, and why shouldn't they be if you expect them to spend their hard-earned money on your business? This same study found that 59% of global consumers crave beautiful design over simplicity. This doesn't mean beautiful design can't ever be simple. It means that design matters, intention matters, design builds emotional and loyal connections, design communicates personality, connection, and authenticity. It's important, y'all. If you don't offer a good experience, your audience will abandon you for a competitor. Now, we can conclude that expressing your brand's personality through your website isn't just about using your favorite color. It's the combo pack of a delightful color palette, readable fonts, emotive imagery, and appropriate graphic elements that are handpicked for your people. If your brand personality is fun, but your website is just black and white with stock photography and a basic sans serif font, you're losing out on connecting with your ideal client. Your brand's personality, it's not about you. It is about connecting with the people that are going to pay your bills. This isn't to say that you can't begin to build a business with a basic brand identity and website because you can't. But once you are intimately familiar with your ideal client, it is well worth the investment to hire a brand and website designer to get your designs right. It's easier to maintain brand loyalty from clients when they have an emotional, visceral connection with your brand. Another reason people may be leaving your website is your site's just loading too slowly. Website load time is simply how quickly the content of a web page displays, and the probability of a user leaving the website increases 32% as page time, or excuse me, page load time goes from one second to three seconds. The average page speed of a first page Google result is 1.65 seconds. And a majority of consumers say that slow page speed impacts their purchasing decisions. So loading time is not the only factor that goes into page ranking, but those combined statistics are something to keep in mind as we discuss website loading times. The overall weight of a website is typically what affects load time the most. Internal factors like image and video file size, plugins and page elements, along with external factors such as host response time and network connection all impact page loading time. What I find typically weighs down my client sites are image file sizes. This is a super easy fix, although possibly time consuming depending on how many images your website has. All you have to do is compress your images. This is simply a process that makes the image file size smaller. It will decrease the weight of the image while maintaining the highest possible, uh, possible quality. I generally aim for the majority of images to be below two megabytes. One megabyte is really ideal, but I don't often see a huge difference with the extra megabyte. There are many image compressor website apps out there. Um, Optimazilla, Image Resizer, Tiny PNG, and I think Squish 
are all uh, ones that come to mind and they're really good options. All you have to do is drag and drop the image onto the image compressor website, click compress, and then download your compressed image. Rename it for SEO and then re-upload it to your website and that's it. Okay, you hear me talk about all these reasons that people might be leaving your website and you're probably wondering, well, what do I do now? How do I fix this? Well, I gave you a few um, ways that you can fix some of those things, but we're going to talk about a little bit uh, deeper fix. So there are two main fixes I would suggest if your website violates any of these points. Number one, DIY all the fixes, which only cost your time, or find a website template that solves your problems. This is time and cost effective, even if you hire someone to customize the template for you. So if your site is on the smaller size, uh, it's more manageable, then there's really no reason you couldn't reasonably fix these issues on your own, unless you simply didn't want to do it. However, if your site is more robust, I'd highly recommend a full site refresh with a new website template. This is also something you could do yourself, but if you're looking to outsource the job, hiring a copywriter to write your website for you and hiring a designer to customize your template is a great choice. The combined cost of the template, the designer, and the uh, copywriter will still be less costly than a fully custom website alone. And I am not knocking custom websites here. I love them. There is a time and a place for them. For those that need a custom site, they are more than worth, worth the investment. I just, I just believe that for most small business owners with the right strategically designed template, you can still get a beautiful, high converting website in a fraction of the time. As a homemaker in business, I know your time is so precious to you. Now, if you're going to DIY, then just go back over what I've already talked about. Uh, listen to the tips again, maybe take some notes and then peruse your own site and see what you can fix on your own. Uh, you can also send me a DM on Instagram at stephanieduke.co if you have any questions. I'm happy to help. Even if you don't hire me, I'm totally happy to help um, answer any questions you have. But if you are wanting to get a website template and you don't know where to start, I want to give you some tips for finding an actual quality website template because there are hundreds, if not thousands, of website templates out there just for show it alone. So how do you know which ones are worth the purchase? First off, you want to consider the template's visual appeal. So a website template's visual appeal is the most obvious factor, I would think. But if you have your own brand identity and custom photography, then you should be paying attention to the layout more than the visual elements of a template. Once you purchase a template and go to customize it, the colors, fonts, photos, graphics, and words on the page will be yours and totally change the feel of the template. What you need to pay attention to is the placement of headlines, navigation, images, buttons, and other elements. If the placement of elements on the page is well done, then you can also look at more subtle factors like hover effects on buttons, the style of the footer, the shape of buttons, background scrolling effects, gallery tops, and other more uh, subtle factors like that. It can be difficult not to be distracted by the aesthetics of a website template when you're shopping because, I mean, website template designers are designers. They know how to make it look beautiful to be able to sell more of their templates. But it is important to stay focused on what you're actually looking for and purchasing. That way you avoid disappointment in your site after you've had it customized. The next thing you want to look at is responsiveness. So when browsing for a website template, scroll the demo site on a laptop, a desktop, tablet, a phone, all of those if possible to make sure it is responsive across all devices. 
You don't want to make the mistake of purchasing a template that is gorgeous on desktop but has overlapping elements and like non-functioning buttons on mobile. The majority of website users are using mobile devices. I forget the statistic. I didn't look this one up, um, but it's it's over 50% of users are using mobile devices. So you really need a template that is designed for mobile first, ideally. And then you also want to consider that it's built with SEO in mind. This means choosing a template that is well-organized and optimized for search engines like Google to easily find. All you should have to do is fill in your headlines, your meta descriptions, and SEO titles with the keywords you want to rank for, and bada-bing, you're done. Next thing you want to look for is the pages and functionality. So the pages included in a website template are crucial to determining if a template is right for your business. If you're a creative service provider, such as a photographer, designer, event planner, videographer, then you need a website template with a well-designed portfolio page. If you sell digital products, such as courses, then you need a shop page. If you're a blogger, then you obviously need all the blog pages. So think about your specific business, your industry, your needs, and consider what website pages a template has to have to meet those needs. And then the template you choose should also be easy and intuitive for you to customize. Check out the template creator's reviews and FAQs for clarity on this, because, I mean, what, what else is there? to say about this. It needs to be easy to use, especially if you're going to DIY it yourself. If another, uh, or if a designer is going to be customizing it for you, I mean, the ease of use may not be as important to you, but I think even if you're working with a designer one time or even for the course of your business, it's important for you to know um, at least the basics of how your website works as a business owner. So anyway, a little tangent there. Another thing to consider is the scalability of the template. So this kind of goes back to pages and functionality. The perfect template for you will either have the exact number and types of pages you need or more, never less. The hope of owning a business is to grow it over time, right? This typically means your website is going to grow too. Adding additional pages or sections is as easy as clicking a few buttons and show it. You can even duplicate existing pages and sections to create totally new pages with the same layout. Some templates will even come with really robust extra pages like landing page uh, bundles, sales pages, media kits, different things like that. You also don't want, don't have to use a page for what it was built for. So a template about page can become a contact page, for instance. All that's needed is your ingenuity and a little bit of elbow grease. The final thing to consider when you're looking for a website template is their customer service and updates. So sometimes things go wrong with a digital product purchase. You want to be confident that the template designer you're purchasing from will have your back if you need help with like a misplaced email or a technical issue with the template design. Check their customer service policies and reviews to know what to expect from them. Now with all of those factors in mind, my favorite go-to show at website template shop is M shop by Elizabeth McCrapey. Her template designs check all of these boxes for finding a quality website template. Her designs, they're timeless, easily customizable, built with SEO in mind, and are highly functional, meaning I've never run into a back-end tech issue customizing one of her templates, and I've customized several of them. Every M-Shop template also comes with a comprehensive training called the Show It Blueprint course that includes additional tools and resources and literally shows you the ins and outs of Show It, which is awesome. 
I can personally vouch for everything Elizabeth creates as I've been a member of her Booked Out Designer course and Breakthrough Brand All Access membership, uh, as well as purchased one of her templates to add into my own website. And yeah, even website designers use templates sometimes. So if you're looking for an amazing website template that is strategically built and beautiful, easy to use, checks all these boxes, definitely check out MShop. All right, to recap, some of the top reasons people leave your website is the design is outdated, your content is not accessible, the navigation structure is unclear, your site lacks personality, and your site loads too, uh, I almost said too quickly, but too slowly. If your website is guilty of any of these, I'd suggest making a plan to DIY the fixes on your own existing website or purchasing a strategically built website template that sets you up for success. And if you have any questions about fixing your website, like I said earlier, don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram or send me an email at hello at stephanieduke.co. I'm seriously so happy to help you navigate the process. Like I love talking about this and the more people um, that understand how to build better websites, I think is just better for everyone. Um, anyway, if you're ready to invest in a website template and want a designer to customize it for you, I'm your gal. Show website template customizations are some of my favorite projects to do as a VIP design day. All you have to do is give me your copy, your photos, and other content in advance, and I'll have your website ready to go in a single day. It's seriously super simple and a fun process. And of course, links to everything I talked about in this episode will be available in the show notes on the blog and in today's email newsletter. By the way, if you're not already subscribed to the Homemakers and Business Weekly Bulletin, might I suggest doing that now? I sent the first edition last week and got some great responses. So Asha said, the newsletter is amazing. It is everything my girly empath ADHD brain wants. I want to know more about you and recipes you make while still slipping in great content for my business. More, please. And Mara said, I love this email so much. It's such a good mix of just life and biz advice. You know, since podcasting is kind of one-sided, I'd really love to see you in my email community and get to know you more. Okay, enough blubbering about all this. Thank you so, so much for listening all the way to the end. I hope you loved it. I hope you got some value out of this. Uh, share it with someone if you did. And yeah, I'll see you again next week with another solo episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the Homemakers in Business podcast. I truly do appreciate you spending your valuable time with me. If you loved today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Your feedback seriously means so much to me. If you're ready to take your brand and website to the next level or hire me as your in-house designer for a day, I'd be honored to work with you. You can explore all the details and get in touch on my website at stephanieduke.co. Also, I love connecting with listeners like you. You can find me on Instagram at stephanieduke.co for behind the scenes content and more practical tips. Have a question, suggestion, or just want to say hello? You can shoot me an email at hello at stephanieduke.co. And finally, are you a fellow homemaker in business with a story to share? I'd love to feature you on the podcast. You can apply to be a guest at stephanieduke.co forward slash podcast. All right, until next time, friend.